Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Forget back to school. It's time to go back to the beach. We all know South Florida has some top beaches, and Hilton has some of the most amazing places to stay, including the Diplomat Resort and Spa in Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida, a historic property that is perfect for the LGBT weekender. You hear that, all of you chubby chasers and bears that are silently lurking listening to my podcast? I mean, I know you don't get to see my scruff or my big belly on the podcast, but I'm assuming you bear chasers are out there, so you guys gotta check these places out. The Conrad in Miami, the Diplomat, the Vintro Hotel South Beach, all part of the Curio Collection. In South Florida and everywhere, Hilton is becoming a welcoming place for LGBT people. I mean, it always has been, but it's really making an effort now. It's a sponsor of the LGBT community. Hilton was presenting sponsor of Capital Pride in Washington, D.C. Gold sponsor of the New York City Pride Parade, which is, no offense to other Pride Parades, my personal favorite. And a presenting sponsor at the GLAAD Media Awards in New York City and Beverly Hills. At Look at that. That's how they're... Presenting at both Glad Media Awards. So do me a favor. Check out goout.hilton.com. It's LGBT travel ideas starting there. Ignite your own memorable moments. Discover top gay destinations and experience the most exciting places to go, including Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Now, also, I just throw out there, even if you're not LGBT, trust me when I say that the LGBT community knows how to party. So uh, you can go to one of these hotels and assume at least the playlist is going to be dope. All right, time for some podcasts. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, fuck boy. Fuck boy! F-U-Q-Q-B-O-I-W-W-W. Fuck boy! <laughs> Just like the director of the movie Shooter. Guys, it's me, John Antoine Gabe. Fuck boy. <laughs> Anton Fuck boy. <laughs> it's me, your host, John Gabers, joined in the high and mighty studios by podcaster, writer, comedian, Arian, oh, love, poster love boy. Podcaster coming first. <laughs> 
Well, I feel like for p- listeners of podcasts, sure. like that's all. No, that that's yeah. totally fair. It's just like it's still not a word. I get itchy about it. <laughs> that that voice like you're hearing is description. Hayes Davenport, which you probably know because you read the description of this episode. But I still have to do the formal introduction for people who are blind. Right. <laughs> I I like to go in. Just like head first on a podcast, I don't like knowing what's <laughs> yeah. what's coming. When I'm I like, I'll just listen. I, I, who cares other. what the movie is yeah. that they're reviewing? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'll fast forward to the middle and be like, I don't even want to know what they were previously talking about. Yeah, and just pick up in the middle of a conversation and keep going. Ah, to what? simulate the the Pete Holmes effect, you know, because he does that thing when they just like start in the middle of a conversation on a lot of his shows. Yeah, you don't have to tell and me that. Like, Are we going? Are we going right now? He's like, Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Uh, if anyone here wants to hate me on a whole nother layer, listen to my episode of, of what the hell is Pete Holmes' podcast called? Uh, you Made It Weird. You Made It Weird. I almost called yeah. it Don't Get Me Started. Uh, uh, listen to my episode of You Made It Weird. Pete uh, is recording unbeknownst to me, and I say a racial slur. Oh, <laughs> and I told and him. And you li- afterwards are like, please don't put that in. And he's like, no. <laughs> he was like, I can edit that out if you want. And I'm like, well, <laughs> leave it in. I said it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So enjoy. <laughs> if you, maybe I shouldn't announce to people things that can help me end my career. <laughs> hey, you got away with one. Yeah, if you want to like, t- go back and check this out again. <laughs> yeah, why am I alerting anyone to that? Uh, so assu- assuming you're just turning on the podcast right now because you jump a minute in for uh, whatever reasons, we are here. We're going to talk about newspaper comics, which yeah. is a uh, very like. Hayes, before we get into the reviews, when I emailed, I wanted you to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan of you, and we're friends. Well, we well, we had a conversation. We did that some weird USC panel that uh, yes, right. Sean and I were supposed to do, and Sean had to bail, and so he strong armed <laughs> you into doing it. Yeah. Uh, it was at a imp- uh, college improv festival, yeah. had a podcasting panel that was you and I, and I was about five weeks into hosting a podcast yeah. at that point. And it was in like a student coffee house, and there were a bunch of people like working along the sides. Like, it was like... clear that they were not there to listen to us. Facing away on their yeah. laptops when they could easily have faced us yeah. and uh, felt a little bit better about ourselves. Uh, and afterwards, uh, we were in the parking lot. I was seeing all the beach stuff that you just keep in your car. <laughs> 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 it's like full a full beach layout in the, uh, the trunk of your car. I am a cliche. I do have yeah. currently in my. I have to fix my trunk. I have to clean out my trunk after this. But currently in my trunk, I have a cooler, flip flops, two backpacks, an umbrella, two beach chairs, yeah. a bunch of weed paraphernalia, <laughs> <laughs> everything, a frisbee, literally everything I need in case I accidentally end up at the beach, which happens. Once every three months, yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, oh fuck, that I don't know I'm going to the beach. <laughs> also, in a, it's just easier when your apartment's small to keep beach chairs in your car. <laughs> Was there one time that you were just like burned really bad, like when you were like? I could go to the, had a great beach opportunity and you just had no stuff. There was a period of time when I was working with someone that was living that worked out of Brentwood and uh-huh. uh, I got there and I was like had the time wrong and I had like two oh, two hours off so I was like sucks. I could shoot over to fucking uh, I went over to Will Rogers Beach for like an hour and had nothing so I just fucking went down and like laid out in like cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and never I was like, again. <laughs> never again. Now I have a towel in there. I have everything yeah. I need. But so I, we were talking in the parking lot and um, you were saying, yeah, uh, I was saying I love the podcast. I'd love to do it. Um, and you're like, yeah, I just don't know what the two of us have in common to talk about. Right. <laughs> That's like, true. Oh, wow. You can look I mean, at us and say, I don't know what we have. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, no, of course. But then I did. It 
took a lot of thought to try and and that was maybe one out. of the best emails I received in my entire life. I was like, Hayes, I'd love to have you on. I'm a I I know you rode crew. I know a little bit about crew. I'd be down to talk about that because I almost did it. And then you sent me back a list of like, here are ten things I'm gonna take guesses that you might be. Yeah, and it was. So exciting. I wish I like anyone else I knew put in that effort because that is such a fun email to receive to be like. It was also fun to know about shit that you were into yeah. that I didn't know you were into. But my like, hit rate was not that high. Well, with, you you sort of knew. You you did like a scatter shot. All around yeah, it. yeah. Uh the Yankees Red Sox thing would have been good. I could have done maybe we could do Giants Patriots, but you're more of a baseball guy than more a More of a baseball or like basketball guy. Yeah. yeah. And, um I'm more of a football guy than and a... even Red Sox Yankees. I mean, no one really cares about baseball anymore. But my specific Red Sox Yankees time is like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I like watching it at Renaissance Pub in Poughkeepsie, New York, with all of your Staten Island friends when the sure. Red Sox. You know, is that exactly yes, what you that's got? My story. <laughs> But the the one thing that you did hit on in there that got me super excited is newspaper comics. Yeah. Now, I'm, I have a feeling you were way – the fact that I wouldn't say that to anyone else. Like, hey, Gabrus, what are you into? I would never throw that out there. So it makes me uh, wary that you are probably more informed than I am. But I, I – Right. It was just kind of a, a realization as I was thinking of stuff that I know a lot about. I didn't even really realize it until I was trying to – Find come it. up with yeah. a list it was like oh yeah i i mean i go i just go very deep on that's what happened that's what kind of happened to me with this entire podcast like i talked yeah. to jake and amir and i'm like i don't know what i want to do it about they're like well you know you you really always talk about this so i was like do i oh right. yeah and it was like people are pointing out to me it's like here are things i always hear you talk about i'm like yeah. oh i guess i never really thought about that yeah. but i'm obsessed with sandwiches or sure obsessed with this seltzer uh, was another thing that i put on the list seltzer i'm a and you <laughs> offered me a if i could directly quote you you go i can go real deep on seltzer yeah. <laughs> but then i realized after i was like i as i sent it i was like i kind of hope he doesn't pick that because like you know 10 minutes on that is very deep <laughs> yeah. ten, um, you could do 10 minutes on pamplemousse and then after that you're yeah. fucking hip firing well so that's this is like my big cool opinion is that i don't like Lacroix is not my favorite you know it's you're like, a talking rain guy <laughs> yeah. i like the big but well, I, like the big bubble kind that is my favorite that they have in New York is Polar. Oh yeah, seltzer. do you know I called that Polar for like five years? Oh, and that then someone is was weird. Like, someone because like, it has a, a, a Polar bear on <laughs> yeah, it. That's exactly. And I was like, I think it's pronounced Polar. <laughs> and someone's like, there is a fucking bear on it. <laughs> and there's no hyphen. So there's no weird. space. Like why would you? And I was like, I feel like that's one of those things where I heard Polar once, and I was like, yeah. that's what it is. Or you were just like injecting some class yeah i was making it into i was doing the tarjay thing i I was ahead of its time is that polar is your favorite yeah i uh when i went back to i was working in new york earlier this year and um they they had it at the grocery store near me and i would uh, house like four bottles a day of it the big ones um (laughs) so much that i gave myself like a weird reflux, like From having so, much so many bubbles in your stomach was just like forcing everything up, and it like messed up my throat. So a doctor had to tell me to stop to chill on your seltzer. So now I offer you a lacrosse. It's the most like hardcore kind. But this stuff is this stuff I can. Handle. Why? Because polar is, is so much more bubbly. Tame. Yeah, they have they they talk about their like bubble recipe on the bottle. Oh man, and it is really. Serious. I'm gonna go on Amazon. It hurts. I haven't had polar polar <laughs> in a while. I'm gonna order. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep dive off Amazon. They're doing and... a lot of interesting flavor stuff. They come up with like summer flavors, like uh, watermelon sangria, <laughs> uh, mint mojitos. Are stuff you serious? Like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
The, some of the ones that are too flavored make me think that they have alcohol in them. Like uh-huh. they they taste like the way when I used to just yeah. like whip up like all right um how about vanilla vodka you know like and then it feels too nasty like yeah. coconut tasted like suntan lotion and rum and I can't drink the coconut lacroix the coconut lacroix are widely understood to be disgusting but every once in a while you run into someone and it's their favorite I don't want to I don't really know her that well uh-huh. but she brought it up in an audition so I feel like I could throw her under the bus here but Milena Vaintrop yeah sure she's like the uh the AT&T uh, uh spokesperson and like a very funny uh comic actress yeah she mentioned coconut as her favorite we're talking about it <laughs> you know <laughs> it works Whoa. oh there we go there knocked goes. over the zoom I'm in char- I should not be in charge of myself here Looks like everything's going according our, to plan. Our earwolf engineers do that all the time. They just <laughs> fucking use their feet to rip all the, all the cords out of the wall. We, look, one thing we're not here at High and Mighty is professional. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's like the professionals for the hacks. I think you fake this just to create like an atmosphere. <laughs> Like I literally, secretly. I literally, like at eleven fifty five, would put on a shirt over a tank top and put <laughs> shoes on just so I wasn't like barefoot in my pajamas when you showed up. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I should like present myself for a guest. Yeah. Um. Let's let's dive into newspaper comics. Let- sure. Oh. You know what else I was thinking we could have talked about on the way here? It, when when did you and Tiffany uh, start dating? Uh we started uh, junior year of college. Me too. Oh, Geneva, my girlfriend and I. Uh, but you're still not. Uh, in- we're still not married. <laughs> but I feel like a long term college because that's all the phases of life for. Like, yeah. yeah, that's like all the good ones. All yeah, yeah. it's like used up by one person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the college relationship into the just out of college. Yeah, then into the just starting to make money. Like all the yeah. phases of your life are all. Going from being a struggling whatever we are to um, relatively successful whatever we are, like all with the same person is a long yeah. Like I, I I've been hooking up with the same girl now for fourteen yeah. years, and I think it's an interesting conversation about like what is good about that because <laughs> it's because a lot of people the stuff that is not good is uh, obvious. It's not something you really have to <laughs> dig into that much. Yeah, and also something I, as a since my wife is a listener uh, for now, sure. She's, at least she still is. Yeah, um, it would be hard for me to be like, yeah, man, it would have been nice in my early twenties to just you know throw it around right. a little. She knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm she sure she's thinking, thinking the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Literally, to have known like from sleeping at each other's moms' houses to sleeping uh, right, in yeah. each other's dorms to sleeping in the uh, each other's apart first apartments. Did you move into of- her dorm or did she move into yours? I pretty much moved into her dorm Made, because same, same yeah, for me. yeah, I had dudes, <laughs> and mine had well, she, she had a single. My girlfriend, she was a senior and I was a junior. Um, Ooh, and I yeah, <laughs> excuse uh, us, and I. Uh, had made my room so uninhabitable <laughs> that I moved into her room like really early in our relationship. We'd been we'd been together for like a like something like a week <laughs> when I like officially brought all my stuff into her, into my, her room forever. My, my senior year, I lived in a house with eight guys that had like three kitchens. It was mm-hmm. like a disgust, and uh, I loved it, but. Uh, Tiff wouldn't stay there because the bathroom that she would have to use was literally like a barbershop uh, floor. There was just like uh, a coat of hair on everything. Uh, yeah. It was just, and my roommates were all disgusting. And yeah. we all, all had girlfriends, but they would all, we'd all like leave and go to our girlfriend's houses yeah. and leave the house to be absolute disarray. We had a juicer in our shower, <laughs> uh, for like one of our, 
uh, roommates was like a cross country guy and he had gotten like a Jack LaLanne juicer being like, this is how I'm going to get like all my nutrients from now on. And somehow there was no other route. Like we never, ever used it and there was nowhere else to put it. But in the shower and every time we wanted to take one, we would have to like take out the juicer and like shower and, and put it back in. But it was like swarming with fruit flies that we would have to like hose away with the shower every time we... Well, we used he, it. Here's a question: If she, if uh, your girlfriend's a year older, what yeah. was that? What was your senior year like? Was she living in and around your school? No, she was in L.A. Uh, and I actually took a year, uh, like a semester off, so I graduated um, a, a year and a half after she did. Uh, you took a semester off in the middle. Uh, like you saw no, it. actually, after we had gotten together, she graduated, and it was like, well, okay, it's gonna be like a year, and then we'll like finally be together. And I remember the conversation when I came to her I was like, hey, uh, I think I'm gonna take a semester to do a, a, a parody magazine. <laughs> That's what you did. You took a semester of school to uh, write for. I, well, I was working on the Lampoon already, but yeah. we were doing like a National Geogra- National Geographic parody. You were doing like a special one, so you're going to take a yeah. semester off school to focus to on- focus on the National Geographic parody. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be really huge for my career. Like, once this magazine gets out there, and like, you know, it was a total dud. But um, but it was it was worth it that you did that. I get. I mean, we're still together. It didn't cost me the relationship, but like, right, it came very close. Me, like it <laughs> that. Was- so that pushed it another four months to you, maybe to moving out here then. Uh, yeah. Because you were like, I'm going to finish school. At yes. Least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was so brutal. It was only good in a way that like, it just ensured that we were going to do, get all the like worst part right. of our relationship <laughs> done at once. Right. A year and a half of long distance from yeah. co- a college senior to a, whatever she was, she was, was she starting work in the business at that no, point? No, she was like kind of tutoring, like doing like web design yeah. stuff, just like in LA by herself. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, like, did you get shit from your uh, guy friends at that point? Because I, uh, I like fell in, I fell in like in love with Tiffany before we were dating. Like we were just yeah. friends, and we both had significant others. And then I broke up with mine, and she didn't break up with hers. And I became like this. I was her fucking. Fr- I was Ducky. Like I was her friend, and like following her around, and like yeah. And then so my friend, my guy friends were giving me so much guff for like a full semester, and then I started dating her the n- next semester, and I was like, yeah, everyone could suck. Now I'm, you know, twelve years later, I'm like, I win. I think. I, oh, do you think senior year your buddies? I, I mean, I don't. I'm assuming your friends are probably uh, based on <laughs> what you what you took a semester off to write for a magazine. We yeah, have a different. My I think we have a different college experience. Fellow pussy house. <laughs> No, they were like also. What did Salvatore, Nick, <laughs> what did Salvatore, Nikki, and Johnny, and all those guys say? <laughs> no, they were all equally eager to like find someone to just like be with them forever, so they would never <laughs> not have to worry about like try like trying to like play the game over and over again, just like do it once and then never ever do it again. Um, no, like. They didn't like I, I didn't really get a lot of shit. That last semester was great because I felt like all the people I had an obligation to spend time with were gone. Oh, it was because like basically just me. Because you had campus. to do like four and a half. Yes. So I did you had like one more fall so it was semester. Just me. I lived on campus. I would sneak into the um, cafeteria every day because uh, I didn't have like a board card anymore. Um, and I would like go in like the back entrance and like pick up my tray and just get the food and then walk it on the tray, exposed in the air, all the way back to my apartment. 
And just and so like, no one, so you only only underclassmen you were friends with were still around at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, and I would like check in on them every once in a while, but mostly I, I was working on a thesis at that, that like last last semester. Um, what, did you would, major in writing? What would you? It major was in? Uh, called social studies, which is like so fucking embarrassing. Because that's now. Like, like the high school history, like that, fifth grade, <laughs> yeah. is, like, where you learn about like the three branches of government <laughs> and like how a bill becomes a law and stuff. <laughs> And it like when I was in college, it was like an honors uh, major. Yeah. It was like something like that you like had to do a thesis for. It was like a hardcore one, right. and I wanted it to be like impressive. But now for the rest of my life, it's like the opposite. It feels like a total. Like, it's really fun. Jock, like, yeah. nothing. <laughs> and then you're in like you're it's in a writer's bullshit. room, and it's like, oh, what did you do? He's like, oh, I went to community college for a year, then started doing stand up. Now we do the exact same job. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah, when I met Sean for the first time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was like, yeah, I went to college on the tennis scholarship. Uh, I, I was I, a masseuse for yeah, a while. I, I left immediately. And, now uh, I'm much better at this than, than, than you are, and I spent no money to <laughs> accumulate this. Let, no pedigree, and, no. Yeah, and I'm just impossibly good, and you have to try so hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was social, but I did my thesis on baseball. It was kind of a joke, but I would watch. Um, I would watch every episode of you know how they do like six sports centers in a row. Yeah. I would just like turn on ESPN and watch every single one. And they're weirdly, you 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 see like the kind of cracks in the ESPN system when you're like watching every single sports center <laughs> because they would have like Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay on or whatever to like argue about the NFL draft, do yeah. a live <laughs> argument, and then they'd have them on again the next hour to have the same argument, but it. It's they couldn't re- couldn't exactly do it again. Right? No, they, they couldn't do the exact same thing. But they're pretending to be surprised by by each other's picks, and you're like, I just saw you, you already know. What That's crazy are. that they do it live again. Why wouldn't they just? Tape I think it? they might have changed the format because they were like experimenting <laughs> with stuff, and I'm sure Mel was like, "This isn't working, gosh. Like, so I can't like, keep doing what, this what shit. A, what an awful job! As like every hour on the twi- on like at four twelve, five twelve, and six twelve, you got to want stumble out and have the same conversation. Like yeah. you got to look around, and go, guys, does anyone know have TV work? Can yeah. we just re-air this? Yeah. Or just sit in front of a green screen in your house with like a row of buildings behind you or whatever. Yeah, why am I putting um, on pants? And fight with someone. My dad used to work on uh, Fox 5, 10 o'clock news in New York okay, as wow. like a lighting guy. And I worked with him a few shifts. And one of the coolest things I thought was that... Um, whose name is escaping now, but the sports extra guy would uh, come in in a suit with uh, either shorts or sweatpants cool. on, and he was like 50, and I was like, that is a cool That's job. That's awesome. And I got to meet a bunch of Giants and Yankees from that gig, too, and uh, shook Michael Strahan's hand, and his fingers touched on the other side of my hand, and I was like 20. Like, I was wow. And he touched, and it, I could see his fingers grab each other on the other side. Cool. Yeah. Was he getting into broadcasting at that point? What? Was he? Cause no, he, no, he was just he like was, he was still a giant, and he right, was just coming 20. in for an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny. By the, I just saw Magic Mike XXL, and okay. I'm like, is that Michael Strahan? In just that? saw it. Yeah, <laughs> don't ask. Weird to just be catching up to Magic Mike XXL. I loved it, and I now. just like I just was like. It's a weird movie to like watch alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had to like wait till my wife was around to be like, let's watch Magic I Mike XXL. Like, yes. I don't want to watch it by myself. I don't want to be sure. like the mail. The UPS person comes. I open the door and I'm watching like Strahan grind or Donald Glover sing rap to a. Oh, woman. that's right. Is he in the second one too? He's, he's in the second one. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't, he's not in the first. Oh, he's one. not in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Come on, get him. Right I here. haven't seen. I did see um, when I was working at Family Guy. Um, we would just like sit. 
in these like disgusting writers rooms and just like watch videos all day and <laughs> we watch uh <laughs> the the where he does like the the genuine song yeah pony. And the first one pony yeah 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 <laughs> And it's me and like a b- bunch of like divorced fifty year olds just like <laughs> sitting in silence <laughs> watching okay. this thing. Usually everyone's like cracking jokes or something, but ever like we're just like silently watching him do this. Yeah, just, they're like, like, unable to to speak. <laughs> and I'm, like, there's layers to what's happening there. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hate this guy, and I'm jealous. Not of this sure, guy. yeah, what to feel. <laughs> or maybe I yeah, like it's this. Just all just washing over you. you I know, like. I think XXL is like takes the Soderbergh out of the movie, like makes it a little less serious, and it okay. makes it much better. Better, yeah, okay. It's more cool. fun. It's not as good of a movie. Yeah, which is an insane thing to say about Magic yeah. Mike, but XXL is way more fun. Okay, and uh, Joe Manganiello has like a. Uh, scene where he does a strip tease like in a convenience store for yeah. like a sixteen year old like dumpy like uh, uh, cashier, and yeah. it's like it's fucking great. It's really funny. Have you read any of his fitness books, Joe Manganiello? He's like a big like you yeah know, positivity. You know, it's and... weird. Do you know like I'm like kind of obsessed with him? Did you know this? About no, him? Uh, I'm like he's on my. Have you done an episode about him? No, not yet. <laughs> that would be a really good episode. Yeah, I want to have him on. Um, Tiff, that's I, achievable. I think. I think uh, yeah, he's about at the peak of yeah. Of non-comedy, because comedy people I feel like I can get a connection to. Non-comedy people I'd be like, uh, I don't know how to ask him this. No, but he could. I mean, I feel like he's just a very gregarious, I love to talk to Tiff and guy. I watched True Blood, and as we were watching okay. it, I like fell in love with him. I was like, this guy has an insane... I mean, he's like six foot six and shredded, yeah. yeah. And he's and such... he was in um, Sean and Dom's pilot, you remember? He was, he in, was the... in... Yeah, he was in Checked Out a few years ago. He no. Was... Yeah, I think so. Oh wait, that's my way in. <laughs> he does like a, like a half a scene. He just like come, he's like a gym teacher. Or something. Oh, that's so awesome! Good yeah. to know. I'll fucking fo- I'll follow up. I'll have Joe Manganiello I think on here, so. and I'll end up just say, propositioning him. <laughs> I get to hey, go, yeah, okay. He just like wants to try everything he's in like, life and be positive. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> right. And then he made a documentary about male strippers too. He's like an EP on La Bar, like a Showtime based. Doc La Bar, yeah, or La Bear, B A R E. Okay, <laughs> but or it's B A R R E. Like it's the name of the oh, it's I the see. name of the male strip club in like okay. in Texas or wherever that they went to do research for their roles. Yeah, and he like f- fell in love with the idea of it or whatever. It made it wow. Time. That's inter- That's like a that's a guy who's taking his job super yeah, seriously. That's cool. <laughs> He's not a fucking day player. He's no. invested in these characters. Yeah. Are we are we are we getting that? Are we picking up that noise? If is we're picking the, up, the, it sounds like a slow elevator outside of my house. So I don't understand what that could possibly be. It can't be louder than my breathing while you're talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no way my mouth breathing is uh, lower than that. So we're fine. That's great. The, to be the perfect podcaster is to I'm, create like white noise. I make my just, own like, room toes. <laughs> 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 It's like Gandafini over here by the mic. <laughs> Who's this? Who's this, huh? Who's this fucking guy? Have you ever heard, uh, you know, Tom Sharpling? Yeah. He's like the great, he does a great, he does um, Tony Soprano's ringtone and him answering the phone. He goes like, Who's this? Oh, it's awesome. It's I haven't really heard good. that. That's it's really very funny. Um, you said newspaper comics. Newspaper comics, <laughs> and yeah. that got me excited because yes, I for me I'm out of the I'm out of it now, but I, <laughs> yeah, there, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of news into newspapers at this point. But there was a period of time when I yeah. my, my family is a big paper family. Like yes. growing up, my dad was like 
you know, my dad and mom would like sit there on a Sunday morning and be like, because my dad worked uh, nights for the news, and he'd be like, um, are you done with this section? Yeah. Here, I'm done with this section. And then as I got older, there was part of me, I was like, precociously smart like i could read early on yeah and then when i was like got to be like seven i was like into the paper because my dad and mom were yeah so i'd be like oh what and then paper like what was your main we paper? would get uh our big one was newsday the long okay. island newspaper but we would also get the post and sometimes my uh oh and the uh, and the Daily News. Okay, we'd get all. Did they those. all have comics? They all did. The Newsday was the one that had the Sunday that had the big ass section okay. where everything was extended. And I think I read yeah. all the Newsday weekly, uh, the Daily comics too. Yeah. And then on Sundays would be like I would sit down and be like with my parents and be like, are, are you done with this? Like yes. you know, and like and then I would read Parade. Um, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> insert magazine because I liked the. Uh, There's Howard Huge. In yes. parade. <laughs> yeah. um, the there was the Marilyn Vos, Von Fazant or whatever Vos Savant yes. column. I called her Von Savant, whose who's IQ is like eight hundred. But something. she's answering questions about like my son yes. likes baseball. Yes. <laughs> it's like, her use of her intellect is extremely poor. <laughs> that was one of my favorite, and I love the idea of like this is just a genius who people ask for advice. Like I was yeah. obsessed with that too because I. Obviously, for, if you based on anything you've heard, I like someone who's just a genius who can answer questions. Is it's like wizardly, in a and way. a lot of it back then was advice, but it was also like, what's the name? It was like pre Google, so right? Yeah, like, yeah. What's the it name like- of this like worm that lives under the ocean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, is there a term for like when you feel forlorn for a, a yeah. life that you never had? She's yeah, just like one word yeah. answer, <laughs> just a human Google. Yeah, that's true. Like, still doing imagine it. that's how you got information. Now you had to like write a letter and then just check yes. the paper weekly just until pray. <laughs> That yeah. she chooses your letter, or you'll never know. It is polar. <laughs> she that would be so weird to write. She, she pronounced polar that. or polar. It just looks exactly the same. She chooses that one out of everything she gets that week. She's like, this kid's written in fifty times. I, I like, I, I need to help this person. Or else he's just not going to be able to go on. With his life. So what were what what was your way into the newspaper comics? Yeah, uh, we got the Globe, the Boston Globe, when I was living in Boston, and then we moved to um, Texas. But we would still get it somehow. I didn't know you could do that because I know like the New York Times is obviously everywhere. But yeah. um, somehow we got the Globe in Texas. Uh, my way in, I wasn't really allowed to uh, read like adults. Like not adult comics, but like um, <laughs> Spawn and the stuff that my right. friends were into, right? Like the, real comic at the time, books yeah. Like, and this is in the like the early nineties, early nineties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just had to like do like all kids, to, all the music I was allowed to listen to was like oldies, um, really and stuff like that. Yeah, so up I, until like what age? Uh, I remember like in seventh grade discovering like no doubt and stuff basically. Oh, or wow. like bare naked ladies was a good one that my parents were like not that into me listening based to bare off naked. the name alone yeah, that's fair yeah, totally. yeah. And so i had to call it bnl of course <laughs> just a bit shorthand and then um, once you got caught up in the fan group bnl yeah. is all that's the tattoo that's all you need yeah <laughs> so there was like a, this awakening of like and the new radicals was a big one that i got in big trouble for because i was like you guys got like to my parents like this fucking rules you got to listen to this and if you remember the new radical cd <laughs> When you put it in, that they, that they you know, it's uh, like that was a uh, you only get what you get. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. their big one. <laughs> I just tried to sing a song by making three noises in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he um, on the first track when you put the CD in, it's a woman's voice saying, "Make my nipples hard." <laughs> 
And I was like playing this for my parents, and that's the first thing they hear. And then we had to have a big conversation about. Like, I remember my parents were a, a, not as strict. They were more strict. They had like a different set of values. They would, uh, if we weren't around, we could do just about anything. But yeah, um, I remember music was fine. They were a little hesitant because I was the oldest. But I got Offspring Smash, and that, oh yeah, and that the third song is like Bad Habit, which like when I'm in my car, don't give me no shit, cause the, and it's like you stupid dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker, <laughs> and it's like about pulling a gun on someone who cuts yeah. you off the road, and like I was like singing it in my room, and my parents were like open the door, like what is this? Yeah, I can see that being scary. <laughs> yeah, for and a I'm parent. like, Dad, you know the song, gotta keep them separated. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, it's on K Rock or whatever. It's like yeah. these are these guys. Like I had to like you know like make my dad feel included in order to me, for me to. But your dad was into that stuff too. My dad was just into like the radio. Yeah, growing up. Okay, growing up, my because because my dad didn't have to go to work till he didn't have to be in the city till three o'clock. So he left yeah. every day at like two p.m. Cool. So it's a really weird dynamic in our house that. My dad was home, but daytime dad. Yeah, it was like a daytime father. Then we didn't see him again until the next morning. Next morning. Uh, But when we would go to school, we'd only see him from like six to seven a.m. Yeah, and then not until the weekend if we caught him in the morning. And uh, it was cool for later on in life. uh, As we got a little older, we went to the beach in the summer every single day until one uh, till one. But my dad would listen to Opie and Anthony. Howard mm. and Mike and the Mad Dog and maybe even Ron and Fez. Oh wow! All day long in the garage while he did like whatever he had to do around the house. My dad was is a insane type A like uh, OCD. Yeah, arguably like we used to joke that he was a Nazi because he's German. He's six foot five, blonde hair, blue eyes, and just worked until he went to work. Wow! So he'd get up. Put on like his workout clothes and like lift weights and do karate in the garage in between run, like running laundry loads or painting the outside like whatever he had to do he'd do it all morning long but would always like circuit train throughout the day and like listen to Opie Opie and Anthony blast- while he would work <laughs> yep, out yep, just blasting from the garage all yeah. day with the garage door open just blasting in throughout the entire house wow. it was like attached to our house I remember thinking that they at the time they were in Boston weren't what yes. was Opie Anthony they Boston were in Boston based, but they were syndicated they were syndicated but then okay. they like. Uh, were in New York for a while because they were on, I think they were on 92.7. Whip okay. them, I had to whip them out whip Wednesday. Out Wednesday so I had yeah, that bumper sure. sticker on my car in high school, yeah. which was insane. Did it, did it ever work? <laughs> Never saw a titty. I saw a girl pulled out her tit one time when I walked past her on Hempstead Turnpike. Wow. Like, I was is like, at you? I was with another friend. We were like 17 or 18 going to the Hofstra pool to go for a swim. You walked past her on a turn. I'm sorry. I don't know the geography. Oh, it was just, it's like, like a main drag. It's right? like walking past someone on Sunset Boulevard. Like, oh, okay. Got and it. she's in a uh, bikini. Uh, she's in like a bathing suit with a hoodie over it. I don't know that until she lifts up her hoodie and then pulls her tit out of her bathing suit and wow. just starts laughing. And it was like, great. And I was like, this is amazing. It is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. The tables, are, the joke doesn't go both ways. <laughs> Can't pull out your schwanz and have a good laugh with a couple of strangers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is funny to you, bro. <laughs> that actually kind of lights it up. Better to laugh than to just be like very serious, <laughs> screaming. Look out! <laughs> you dick in your head. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> yeah. So in um in Texas, we would get the Globe, and I would uh, read. It was like a one page. Uh, like you know, during the week it was like the one page of the right black and with white the cross scripts. crossword crosswords on the other side usually yeah on the other, on the opposite page um, family circus in the bottom right hand corner maybe what I remember is like a lot of papers they would lead off with the heavy hitters Dilbert Doonesbury yeah those were at the top <laughs> those are like if you like Dilbert and Doonesbury that'll lead you into the rest of the to the yeah. rest of the page 
They had um, a couple of single panel ones. Um, non sequitur. No, maybe, maybe that wasn't a single panel. Like, I don't think they had Family Circus. It was like they didn't have any of the shit like Mary Worth and like Amazing Spider Man, where like the first panel is like previously on Amazing yeah, Spider Man, yeah, yeah. and then it's like a middle one of like Where's Mary Jane, and then like <laughs> coming up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're doing one panel a day and with lead in and lead out. <laughs> yes, the story just goes like so impossibly slowly <laughs> that by the time you get to the end, like I can't imagine yeah, how you would remember what happened like three weeks ago. Yeah, I never really cared thing. for the continuity. Yeah, uh, I no, remember junk. on Sundays in Newsday, the first comic, Doonesbury, I would, Doonesbury and Millard Fillmore? Mallard Fillmore. Mallard Fillmore. Yes. I would skip oh. those. Yeah, well, Mallard Fillmore was, like, really political. That was the one that a lot of the, uh, I think there were complaints that the comics page was, like, too liberal. <laughs> and so Mallard Fillmore was, like, the right-wing balance. Oh, uh, shit. I because can't... he, like, he hated Clinton. Like, Mallard Fillmore was a duck who... <laughs> Hates Bill Clinton. <laughs> Finally, uh, and the guy, uh, the the um, cartoonist named Fuck. Oh, his name's uh, Bruce Tinsley. I'm about to yes. light up Bruce Tinsley on this podcast. Uh, he got a DUI, uh, and then a lot of his cartoons were about uh, like DUI stuff, <laughs> like about how it's bullshit, <laughs> about how like the police state is like. <laughs> Sucks at all That's so shit. specific to be anti DUI. Yeah, I mean, because you just have like total impunity with this. Like, no one's going to tell you not to do anything right, in the right. strips, and nobody <laughs> reads them or whatever. So it like got very personal. I think it's still a comic. There's another one um, that I see in the LA Times sometimes called Prickly City, which is like the new sort of right wing thing. <laughs> Were you a Doonesbury fan? Did you like Doonesbury? No, Doonesbury was one that I never really got into. I uh, always remember thinking like this is too realistic. That was yeah. what I thought as a kid. I was like, there's a lot of writing and it. Like, yeah. there's like new, it's reporters and stuff. And you're sometimes. also kind of catching up. There's so many characters and they age. Yeah. Uh, because, like, Mike Doonesbury, I remember, was he started out in college. Uh, right. I think maybe when it was a college strip. Um, and then he graduated, and there's like his friend BD with the football helmet and shit. And they have all these like in, like very long backstories. So most of the time you're like, kind of like, who is this? And they all sort of look the same, but they have different hair. Um, the other one, like, that was for better or for worse, which I did like. That was the because wait I, I read this one too. Which one? What was that? What was it? It was like one? a family. It's by this a woman named Lynn Johnson, uh, and uh, it's just mom and dad, a few kids. Uh, the little girl's name is April. They had a dog named Farley who dies and right. really upset. He dies saving April in this really uh, from drowning. This really upsetting series of strips. But they, you know, they age. Characters would like come and go. It was like super dramatic. Each strip in general was like pretty funny, but sometimes they would carve out a storyline that was like oh, really hardcore. I remember reading these now yeah. too. Yeah, and I remember finding out sort of vaguely what being gay was from uh, Michael. One of the um, kids had a friend who came out. This was like ninety two, ninety three. That's amazing. It was like yeah. a pretty big deal, and I remember reading about it later. And they, they, the she, uh, the writer lost like um, twenty papers or something like that. From them wow. just being like, get this the fuck out of here. Um, so there were people experimenting with the form in like a good That's so way. fucking awesome. Um, that was a good one. Uh, there was one called Bizarro. Do you remember Bizarro? I don't think we had Bizarro. That wasn't like a story uh, strip. It was like one joke per week. 
but not like a square panel. It was right. like rectangular. Um, <laughs> and that I... was kind of like a freaky one that I like, sort of like a 90s circusy weirdness. I think like I remember that one. The big one in my the big ones in my house were yeah. Lockhorns got cut oh, out. Oh yeah. Got cut out a lot and put on the fridge. Like as like past. A lot of relatable fights. stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. between mom and dad uh, with the Lockhorns. When I was like before you were coming over, I was like what were the comics I used to read? And I tried to remember. And a lot of the ones I re- distinctly remember were the, 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 the game behind the comics or the uh, theme behind the comics were like getting – like Lockhorns was like a husband whose wife sucked and vice versa and they like hated yeah. each other. So that would get cut out a lot. And then there was this other comic called Zits oh, that yeah. came a little later. Oh, yeah. Which was like – A lot of stuff, uh, you know, kids and uh, Kids and parents. And, really, and like yes. and it was – a lot of those would get cut out and I'd, you'd come home and a Zits comic would be on the fridge and it's like, yeah. turn down that music. What? Turn down that music. What? Yes. You know, like sort of Just like not sinking in. finding fights we've had in the house <laughs> yeah. as a family and, and posting them up there. Uh, Zits was great. I loved Zits. It I was drawn Zitz. in like a really cool way. I remember um, the kid was in a band called Go cheese pizza that like yeah that they would always play too loud and mom would get upset that's so funny uh i remember some like uh <laughs> some of them were like for me like an eight-year-old kid or whatever <laughs> were like sort of weirdly erotic and Ooh. zits was one because i remember the way they drew breasts in that strip was like kind of weirdly realistic where they were like they were like not like droopy, but just like kind of just enough to yeah, to just enough that they felt like, real. Yeah, to, to yeah, to feel sort of real. And like the the kid had this girlfriend that was drawn in a way that like stirred me in a really <laughs> bizarre way. Cartoon breast that stirred me when I was younger was the cheerleader and Daria Brittany. In oh the, yeah, God, yeah. of course. I mean, I think yeah. it's supposed to like she was Jasmine, of course. When she turns around, you could see her tits from behind her back. Like she's so skinny, and they put such big tits on her. You see the <laughs> back of the boobs from behind, which I think is like an insane animation. Cool. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. Did you have Rose as Rose? No. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, what that was, was a sort of uh, like trippy, like super positive strip that was about um, this mom, Rose, her husband, Jimbo, and their uh, baby son, Pasquale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes... Jimbo and Pasquale. Yeah. It's, uh, their last name was Gumbo, too. R- Rose Gumbo. Jimbo Gumbo. Jimbo Gumbo, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Sometimes, like when she would like be feeling aggressive or whatever, she would become a biker chick, and those were like kind of good days. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that those was are good for young Davenport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Hagar did, the horrible, the oh, Viking. Yeah, sure. That was that was a yeah, big one. Uh, like BC, BC was always fun. Um, I was talking to Sean about BC. The other like e- like he emailed me a BC strip, and uh, <laughs> I was pointing out how like it always kind of frustrated me how BC is never. It's about these like cavemen, but they're never doing any caveman stuff. They're always just like going to restaurants, or <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like it was like fl- it was like a Flintstones uh, period time period where it's like yeah. it's the past, but it's just like the future, but everything's rocks, you know? It's yeah, like, just like present day. But they didn't even go like to make so far as like to make rock jokes, it right? Was, like, no. There's no. <laughs> reason for these people to it be. It was more like nine ninety nine. Yes. Like, question mark. Like, <laughs> totally. Why not just make it ten dollars? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Dilbert, uh, you know, it's like Scott Adams is like huge now. You know that he's he's like, cra- like uh, uh, he's saying that like he can solve every right. He's like there's 
he's got some sort of special genius thing about him, right? Well, there's a tweet that went around recently saying like he can learn anything. Where he's saying like if uh, if expertise is like the quality you need to be president, uh, name one thing that I can't become an expert in in an hour. Uh, But all this is is part of his like larger campaign uh, to elect Donald Trump president. He's like a huge Trump supporter. He's like a total like men's rights advocate and stuff. But the way he does this, he's also um, he's taking like hypnotism training. So his whole thing is like he sounds like if like imagine your your girlfriend was like yeah so uh, Sarah's coming over and her new boyfriend and she described a yes. new boyfriend as those three things yeah that'd be the worst human being alive totally he's into hypnotism he's a men's rights activist and he's pro Trump yes <laughs> uh, it, impossible in this case because Scott Adams I think has been alone for his fully <laughs> yeah. alone for his based entire on life. his choices yes yeah. <laughs> uh, but he um the way he does it is he considers himself and Donald Trump to be master manipulators so the way he writes. His arguments is like to make you think that he, it's supposed to be like he's sneaking up on you with his ideas, but you can like really clearly see like kind of what he's going for. <laughs> He'll do stuff like um, at the Democratic National Convention. He's like, uh, I just found it interesting that um, this woman is on stage uh, sort of attacking men in an arena that was built by men and the cities were like all, all the buildings were built by men. <laughs> I'm just saying that for context. I'm not like saying that to like make any accusations or anything. <laughs> so he'll like pull back on it just enough that he thinks like, you know, I'm just planting the seed of uh, this idea. Like, hey, but you know like, what? Philadelphia was built by men. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't yeah. even think it. What does this bitch think she's doing? <laughs> and he's like brainwashing you or whatever. It's like so obvious. What I didn't hate Dilbert either. I feel like I, when I because I started reading like it sounds like you I, I was super yeah. young yeah, so yeah. I skipped anything that seemed like boring for mm-hmm. even a split second totally. but Dilbert I would just, like power through and be like oh those are like they were funny or super were, like, fun yeah. super easy I loved Dogbert who is not really a part of the strip anymore so I do check in on Dilbert like pretty <laughs> often I like read the guy's blog and like every Dilbert strip that posts every day on the website has like 2,000 comments under it of just like people going back and forth on Dilbert. Some people in the Dilbert comments hate Dilbert and they just go on there to just like complain about it every day or they used to like it but they're like now it sucks and they just bitch about Dilbert. Um, and Dogbert, it's all like Dilbert and uh, the pointy haired boss and Alice now. It's mostly like Dilbert pointing out some like logical fallacy and like Alice's feminism. <laughs> this is what the Dilbert strip is now. But I guess he just like doesn't like Dogbert anymore for some reason. Uh, there was also a thing about how someone pointed out in the comments I was reading was. Um, that there's never been a black guy in Dilbert. Oh, there a, a black character has never appeared in a Dilbert strip. And people were like, "Why is that?" And Scott Adams responded in the comments. So he's reading the hundreds oh, of comments yeah. below his. Yeah. Uh, and he said he was like, "I can't do a black character because if I gave him any like comedy qualities, people would call me a racist uh, and like because I'm not black." Uh, and it would just leave, I would just have to do like the most bland character, uh, and uh, you know I th- that would just like be a disservice to the strip. This is a guy by the who does include a lot like the most shrill women. You'll right, right. like like he's comfortable like you know putting himself in the mind of a woman to right. make her awful. 
Uh, but yeah, but no- so he's, when he says like I can't do the kind, is he saying like I can't do the kind of comedy I want if I have a black guy? Yeah, I, I mean, I think he what he's trying to say is like if I made him funny at all, uh, people would say that it, it was like racist because he's not are? like a perfect black character. <laughs> and I sort of get. I remember with um, Foxtrot. Uh, oh shit! You, yeah. Was that one that you read? That was one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I had all the like giant. Colle- I still have them. I like lugged these out from Boston to L.A. Like h- those huge collections. Oh, that's of, so yeah yeah comics. like the hardcover like yes. uh, compendiums. Yes, uh, and Jason, the youngest Fox son in Foxtrot, <laughs> had a friend named Marcus who was black, and it always felt to me, even when I was a kid, that it was like sort of just like including a black character for that. <laughs> for like, you know, just to have one in there. Uh, but, yeah. Like Carl on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who There's like absolutely nothing black about him. He's, <laughs> right. he's just like, could, eas- could easily be a white guy. Sounds the- white, voiced by a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> the- the- my- leads to my one of my favorite Simpsons jokes ever is like, white people have names like Lenny, and black people have names like Carl. It's yeah. like, Homer, I think that's very specific to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're dancing around some of uh, the, the thing. The main thing that kept me into uh, yeah. comics this whole time was, of course, Far Side. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. which, we're, uh, which is like my big one. There was a period of time Did where... Did you have t-shirts? I, we, I had t-shirts. I had uh, the calendars. I had yep. the... Uh, uh, tomes, I, sure. I, they're probably all in storage at my mom's place. Yeah, and um, I, there was a period of time where you could show me the image, and I could wow. maybe guess the caption. But it's also part of what I know now recognize as being older is like understanding what is funny. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I I would be like. If I didn't remember the exact quote, I would remember the premise. Yeah. Because it would stand out to me. I'd be like, oh, I know what this is. And I could still, to date, like, pull, like, fucking, maybe, I could probably list, like, a hundred. Do you have a favorite one? I have two favorites. Wow. I have two very, two of my absolute favorites. Yeah. Uh, one is, it's a group of goldfish standing outside of a fishbowl that's burning with their yeah. hands on their hips looking at it. And the caption says, well, of course, now we are equally screwed, <laughs> which is, like, very funny to me. And then my all-time favorite, the one that I like even more, is it's a picture of a chicken sitting on a, like, uh, easy chair. Yeah. And in f- closer in frame is two cows leaning in and looking directly out at the comics, sort of, like, yeah. breaking the fourth wall. And it's like, and at that, oh, it was it's one cow. It's like, and at that moment, Morty ruined what would have been the best. Best comic strip ever. <laughs> like, like the idea. Okay. Like, that's as a good. Kid, stepping uh, out of it, right? And uh, the idea as a kid of like he drew someone ruining his comic yeah. is such like an interesting take. Yeah, and it stuck with me forever. Here's a question for you: Would you ever? Would you read the strips when you were a kid and laugh? I don't know. I don't think I ever want there's something I would do every single day and I think I would just read them like stone faced. It was never something that I would like crack up. Yeah, I would never crack up. I would, I would lo- sometimes be to my say to my dad, like, oh like Robot Man is good today. <laughs> right. I would sometimes like uh I had a couple of nerdy friends and be like, you know, like tell them about what yes. I saw. But it still wasn't like I wasn't laughing like when I was watching The Simpsons or sure. anything like that. Yeah. The stuff that uh Jerry Dave Barry Yes. That was the one thing that I would, like, ever in my life that I would read, and it would actually make me, like... I read that in college when I took... In college, I took a comedy writing class at a school that had no writing major. (laughs) No, no, like, I... I took it, and it was, like, taught by someone who was an English professor, and we watched, and we read... um, 
a modest proposal, like oh, Dave Barry's all books, the funniest shit. Like just, and it's like, oh, it's comedy writing for like comedy essay writing. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is not what I wanted to be at all. And me and two of the guys from the sketch group I was in, we yeah. all took it like, dude, comedy writing. This oh, is gonna be so and you're fun. Reading, like PJ O'Rourke <laughs> yep, and shit. Exactly. Oh, that sucks. And we're doing the worst, and we're like, oh, this is awful. And like. <laughs> I'm writing essays for the fucking class. I'm like, yeah. oh, now this is ruining comedy for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that's always something that bugs me about, like, when people describe, like, a funny book. Like, on the back of a funny book, it's, like, gut-bustingly, like, side-splittingly <laughs> funny. Like, almost nothing I've ever read has right. made me laugh. I mean, you imagine, like, reading a book and just, like, what is laughing. That? It, what, is the con- what is that connection that it doesn't – reading a joke – doesn't feel as good as someone saying it. I think it just doesn't like hit you as hard. It's just like a, it, a colder media. I forget that's a, a cold, hot medium or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like colder. Marshall is the right McLuhan thing, yeah. but yeah, but it's just like not as powerful an impact. And so, like, I might smile or something. Right. But... And also, I think you having to process it, you sort of get ahead of it. Yeah. Because if you're reading the like, if you're reading it. Like you kind of know how it's going to end as you're reading it. Totally. It's like, but on like in movies and TV, like or stand up, it like you. Yeah. There, it's fast enough that you're processing it all at once. Yes. But Dave Barry was the one exception. I was like ten, and I would like try to read it out loud to my parents and just not be able to get through it. Like I just would laughing so be, much, like gasping for air. I would just as he writes about his like idiot dog or whatever, <laughs> just like the most kind of down the middle newspaper columns. That's so funny that you're into that. It. And then I got a book. Uh, he wrote wrote a book called like dave barry in cyberspace and weirdly it was like a bunch of columns about like him not knowing how to use a computer or whatever but weirdly interspersed within them is the story of a man and a woman who like fall in love with a chat room in a chat room it's like a married man uh and this other woman and it was such a mature story for like my age (laughs) and like reading this thing and like trying to catch up to it i think they have like some kind of weird version of cyber sex which like launched me into a cyber sex (laughs) career (laughs) that uh 23 slash male (laughs) yeah totally yeah yeah want to go private (laughs) god that's we if we haven't aged ourselves out of half the audience by talking about newspaper comics the second we start talking about like asl yeah, cyber sex in like the Nickelodeon <laughs> chat room. I had a girlfriend, an internet girlfriend from that room, uh, whose uh, screen name I, I hope this isn't like searchable where you could like figure out a real name, <laughs> but it was like Tina T three three eight or something like that because she loved Tina Turner, <laughs> but she was like, "No, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> And I say she. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Very, yeah. yeah. That that he is now seventy. Yes. <laughs> I was surf rat sixty nine. <laughs> and so I would get a lot of gay at people. What age? At like fucking like twelve or thirteen. And sixty nine as a joke or you just... I like found I must have just found out about it because I oh, I just I have a rules. distinct memory in my head of when I saw Bill and Ted's the second time, yeah, and they go, I'm thinking of a number between 100, and they both go 69 and laugh, and yeah, I laughed so like, at it for a different reason. The first time I laughed at it, it turns out, was just because two people said the they same said thing at the, the same, same time. Number. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's interesting. Yeah. And then when I found out what 69ing was, um, yeah, surprising no one, around the time of the internet is when I discovered what 69ing amongst sure. a number of other things were. Yeah. And, uh, and I have that. Uh, so, but it was... S R F, 
it was SRF okay. Rat sixty nine. Okay. So I would get a lot of messages from like people who were into like uh, older gay men because they thought I was like a senior in a frat and into sixty nine ing. Like <laughs> they thought oh. I was like senior frat sixty nine. Wow. <laughs> And they would articulate that? Like, yeah, like, uh, I would be like, oh, what's your name mean? I'm like, oh, I like to serve. Senior frat, <laughs> <Yeah>. 69. <laughs> wow. wow. So I had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. They would have come to you anyway. Right. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're looking for like a specific way in. Right, right. They're not like, that's the kind of screen name I want to jerk <laughs> yeah. off to. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, not knowing where you were going at the time, what about this Kathy chick, huh? Act, yeah, act. oh yeah. <laughs> Kathy was a bit yes. I would totally read Kathy every day. I dug um, Kathy. I, yeah. I did. I, I it was really funny because it was, uh, in hindsight it's like uh it's really like depressing. Yeah. But it was like really funny to hear like my mom wasn't like that at all. My mom was like uh overweight but never like ca- seemed like she cared or anything yeah. like that. So it was really funny to see like and I we had no sisters or anything. So like to me I was like, "Oh, this is what women are like." Yeah. I'm getting it from like a paneled cartoon. I'm yeah, like, the confusing <laughs> a bunch of weird stuff about Kathy. One is that the writer's name the the cartoonist was like, I think her name was Kathy Guyswhite <laughs> or something. And so you're like, "Is this her? Like is this really what she's about?" And she wasn't drawn that fat. Right. She looked reasonable. She looked like she's a cartoon. A cartoon. Right, she just yeah. looks like a you know a cartoon woman. But the whole thing is about how just like crushingly fat she is, and she's like breaking scales all over <laughs> right, yeah. town and stuff. And like bathing suit season, yeah. tears spraying out of her yes. eyes or whatever. It was also so like I never really looked at the drawing style or anything, but just like looking back on it now. In other strips, characters are always, like, facing each other. Sort of, like, looks half like a real conversation. Right. Kathy is always looking straight Straight down the middle. (laughs) Right down the barrel. (laughs) I think because, I mean, the idea of, like, showing another angle on Kathy would just be, like, so difficult. Like, that feels like someone who got into cartooning via writing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let's just. Totally. I have a story to tell. (laughs) I can only draw a character, one character. Yeah. Um, Did you. We we kind of did you were you into Farside? I felt like Farside was the yeah. most yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, totally. But um, did you ever want to do cartoons because of these? Yeah, I feel like when I was a kid, I would draw like shitty comic strips. I just I yeah, I could never draw. So Same I would here, have to I be one ne- of those guys I, that like teams up with an artist. I remember Zitz was done by two people, but I always felt like if you. You might as well do something else, right? Like, if you're like, another kind if of I'm going to team up with someone, I might as well team up with like a director or another yeah. TV writer. Like <laughs> splitting the money for a comic strip, <laughs> like at this point, is not like a great proposition. I remember there's a period of time a, a good buddy of mine, the guy who does all the uh, animation, uh, all the graphic design for um, High and Mighty, and my website yeah. and stuff. This guy Brain versus Brawn is his uh, hand, his online website. Uh, I played rugby with him in college, and he was a graphic designer and a very good artist. And all I wanted to do was make cartoons with him. I was like, you got to help me make a cartoon. Like, yeah. trying to get – and it's like, for me to be – and then we were working in, like, trying to work in Flash animation. For me, it's like, I have a funny idea. Make it happen. It's like, <laughs> like you know, like – and it's like the the – it's an unfair weight balance of like yeah. I want to write cartoons, I want you to draw them. It's like so totally. unfair. And then he's probably thinking like I could probably come up with some stuff. Right. That, and, you know, we, the comic, we, the cartoon we made this. in college was called Two Huge Freaking Guys. It was like two bodybuilders. It was like, and then after we watched it a few times, we were so we were like, we did such a good job. We were like, this is Hans and Franz. Do you still have it? Uh, we must have it somewhere. I could probably fucking pull it's it like up. It's like some weird file that like yeah. you can't open on yeah. any. Like, it's a .fdlm. Yeah, a, .am. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, we realized we just made Hans and Franz, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just uh, do sketches. <laughs> but your way into that was newspaper? Because like, were they all like little short They were cartoons? like, because I w- always wanted to do newspaper cartoons, and I yeah. couldn't draw. And then, right, draw. Right, right. And then as I got older... Um, I was like, oh, cartoons is like the next yeah. step from there. And I thought that would be good. And like, to date, I, I still wish I could draw. Yeah. And I guess you could. And I was an art This, this is a great. I, I minored in window. art. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Studio art. It, it's, it's a great, like. It's a specific thing with your accent. It doesn't show with everything you say, but you say draw like something that you put clothes in. Yeah, oh, I, I say, draw. A yeah, dr- I, yeah. I, that's, I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> I say that. I call that a draw, too. <laughs> you draw something. Yeah. And then you put your underwear in your draw. Yeah, it just shows up at that word. <laughs> yeah, it comes it's a hard word so hard. I can't add the ER without it sounding like someone who... Who does drawings? Like yeah, a drawer. It sounds like one of those people that, that have like some Latin heritage who like <laughs> speaks like totally unaccented English, but when they say a Spanish word, it's like yeah. piñata. Yeah, exactly. That well, what is what do we call that? That's like weatherman Spanish. Oh, uh, there's yeah. a tea storm outside of Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like white people just. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Just randomly, I was watching the opening ceremonies of the Olympics and Coda Hotby, um, uh, Hoda Kotb. Yeah, <laughs> what a spoonerism there. Um, she, uh, my wife's a big Today Show fan okay. and big Hoda and Kathy fan, and Hoda's hosting it. And they're like, "Oh, Hoda, maybe we should let you announce this next one." And it's the country of Egypt. Oh, and she's wow. from. E- she's Egyptian. She's like, I know my mother and father are so proud. They're fr- they were born there. They're, I know. I know. There's some people down in Alexandria, Virginia, getting rather excited right now. Wow! And then she's like, "They're like they they have to fill like 25 seconds for each country yeah, as they walk." Yeah. And it's yeah, so I watched it. It's so fun when there's like they don't know what they're like. Micronesia. No. That's a tiny country. You know, like, it's all Matt Lauer being like uh, talking about what rich people go do in those places. Yeah, he's he's like, like, "That's a great surf fishing <laughs> right. country." He's like, "The you, thing." Uh, my friend told me about Micronesia. They have a great. Uh, four seasons there. Yeah, and people are you know, like <laughs> starving to death. <laughs> but when during the Egypt one, and like they were about to cut away, and Oda just says, "Oh, is that my cousin?" <laughs> and, oh, like, laughs. wow! And it was like I was watching it with my wife, and she loves her, and she's like, "Anyone else that would have been?" What if that? someone else had said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, right?" Look, <laughs> it was just so funny to say, "Is that my cousin?" It's like that is so. That's like. That would be like you would be racist if you said to Hoda, "Hey, is that your cousin?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. To make it herself made it so. They funny would make that. it past the, that commercial break, or they'd have to come <laughs> yeah. back and be like, uh, "I realized something I said was a little inappropriate. I just want, to, <laughs> I just want to apologize." Uh, yeah, no, Farside, I uh, was into, but not as much. I, I yeah, I had all the collections. I yeah. still have um, a copy of Revenge of the Crash Test Dummies from the library. Whoa, um, nice. It has a little that. like library sticker on the side. Oh, that was like that, yeah. I remember Dewey I have, decibel number. On I have that stuff. for sure in my house. Um, but what about you know. um? What were the other? I Garfield like was Calvin fine. And Hobbes, we don't even want to get it. You know, so many other people like own Cal like right. have ownership of it in their hearts, and I did love it. I but, loved Calvin and Hobbes, but yeah. no more, no less than yeah, I loved anything else. Far Far Side was. The one for me that uh, my love of it went outside of the Sunday paper. Yeah, everything else I was like, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, Beetle Bailey, uh, yeah. I was fine. I, I, like I, I love the art of Beetle Bailey because it was like, yeah, it was like goofy cartoon. That was one of the ones you would see at some point. Uh, 
a second name get added to the yeah. to the strip when like the son took over. I think it, with Beetle Bailey, it was a son. Family Circus that happened too when the original artist turned so like ninety years old. <laughs> the new one takes over, uh, and I know a lot of strips did a thing where they would just start farming it out and not tell you right uh, so, that some, it had changed. Someone was telling me, maybe I heard this on a podcast from someone else, but like. John Arbuckle or someone who knew they were going to die like wrote all of the com- uh, okay so John Ar- Arbuckle does not actually write that he's comment. the guy in it it is it John- seems very like it must be so true to life John Jim Davis, Davis. Jim, Davis. Is- Jim Davis Jim Davis Jim Davis <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that John Arbuckle is like a real <laughs> the name sounded so familiar I was like I'm, call- I'm pulling deep reps out here and it's like oh John Arbuckle is the guy is Garfield's he's owner Garfield's owner I mean Garfield wouldn't like, wouldn't say that uh, John owes him. Owns <laughs> right, right, him, fair but, enough. Yeah. Have you did you ever, did you ever read the uh, site that was around for a while? Is Garfield without Garfield? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh without Garfield, no, I I haven't. Oh yes, I have seen that one yeah, where yeah. he's just like talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some where they just pull all the uh, word bubbles out of it, so it's just <laughs> Garfield and John just like staring at each other. Lots of great avant garde Garfield stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was. Oh, so, uh, yeah. but. Didn't wasn't he the guy that like wrote all the comics up until he was gonna die? Like he knew he was going right. Oh no, Peanuts! It was Schultz, yes, right? Charles he, Schultz. Charles Schultz did something where he's like, I know I'm on my way out, but I, I'm yeah. gonna finish the storyline or tell. Like I think yeah. he did something, and there was like, and Peanuts, I Peanuts, I enjoyed too, but not like again in any. To me, when I, the, I at the age I was reading uh, the funny the funnies, yeah, I was like, P, uh, Peanuts is for kids. Like I like you yeah. know what I mean, which is such a weird. I mean, thing. it was mild even for the comics pages. I don't, right. I don't, I don't want to like dunk on Charles Schultz. <laughs> I don't like people really love his shit. But yeah, I could never really that like that was always like a huh. You it know, wasn't you'd like, read it like yeah oh, huh yeah, okay cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was and you were like I like read it like you I read it like you had like you read The Great Gatsby like it yeah. was just like. This is something I know people say is important. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, and I was like, don't, not for me, but totally. I'll never miss it. Like, oh, Snoopy, cool. Would you look forward to April Fool's Day every year? Do you remember what would happen no. on the, in the funnies on April Fool's Day? This was like a holiday for me almost. No. I, like, a week ahead, I would be so psyched up about it because what would happen was on April Fool's Day, the characters in the funnies would switch strips. Right, they'd be in the other strip. Right. So, so like, Curtis would go into... Uh, I want to say Jumpstart, which is another black comic, <laughs> comic strip. I don't know if they actually traded. But it's, it, it but. was like someone would draw the other. Like uh, yes. they would pop into. Yes, I remember that. That now. was a big one. I would get so fired up. Oh, to that, see, is, like, that is like a national holiday if you're into totally, comics. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Curtis was another big one for me where I like I grew up in an area where there were like basically no black people. Um, <laughs> and so that's how I learned. They would do like three weeks about Kwanzaa. He's, he's Davenport. High school rower yeah. grew, didn't grow up around <laughs> black people. <laughs> I may have told this story on, on another podcast, but um, in the grocery store, when I was like three or four years old, uh, I saw, I think, my first uh, black guy. And I said to my mom, um, uh, look, mom, he's on the Cosby show. Oh, and she wow. had to apologize to and this so that guy. was like because that was your only reference for black people. I, yeah, I, I guess at that I point that they yeah. just existed only in. The Cosby oh, show. Oh, that's wild. Uh, but, uh, just, uh, Justin Tyler, former guest of the podcast, uh, he was from upstate New York from a weird... He's, he didn't meet a Jewish person until college. 
Wow. Yeah, he like didn't even know anything about like it was just like people just didn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> like where'd he go to? College? He, went he went to, to Hamilton College. Yeshiva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went to Howard wow. University. <laughs> Met his first, met his first Jewish person there, first black Jewish person. Wow, which is very exciting. yeah, cool. Uh, that's so. F- oh, I, I don't remember Curtis. I don't remember. Oh that. yeah, okay. So Curtis wore his hat in this physically impossible way, which was like backwards and kind of balanced on his head. So it was like oh. falling off his head. Green hat. I'm going to demonstrate it because I know because yes. this actually became popular in uh, like. Like like super high, right? Like it yeah, super high, on... farther back. Oh, like... but you can't do it exactly right because right. it would fall off. Because it's gravitational, yes. impo- physically impossible. Um, and he uh, had a friend named Gunk who was from. Uh, he had a white friend who was from some weird tropical island somewhere, uh, and whose uh, pupils were like so close together. They were like in the center <laughs> of his head. I always remember that. And he had like weird um, spiky hair. He had a little brother. Um, his dad was. Uh, now, was did you fed like it, like f- from a sense of like I don't know anything about black people, or did you like it from? Like, it was this a great strip yeah, just yeah. on its own. Right. But this, sometimes it would give me a little medicine with my candy yeah. and sort of teach me about black culture and so I was like, <laughs> I would love to show everything I know today. <laughs> I would love to show ten-year-old Hayes like three seasons in a row of Boondocks. <laughs> just see. Oh, I love Boond- Boond- Boondocks. Came along a little later. Right, I remember right. like that, and the, there was another strip called Get Fuzzy that I really yes, liked. Yes, but I- that only started when I was like twelve or thirteen or something like yes. that. I feel like those were a little newer. And Boondocks, yeah, my my introduction to like uh, black militant uh, yeah. <laughs> culture. I mean, that was huge. I loved Boondocks. I still think it is like it's probably still so like good. one yeah, of the best. And ever. the show is fucking amazing yeah. to watch. It's yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah, uh, not a lot of strips turned into shit. There was a Dilbert cartoon. I remember for that. a little while. I there think I would a- watch Garfield and um, U.S. Acres. They had uh, um, what was Dagwood's uh, strip called? Blondie. Blondie, yes, yeah. yes. What a, uh, they're still doing that. They're still doing it. Yeah, I would say, and this might be you know hindsight uh, a little, being a little, uh, <laughs> my memory being a little fuzzy here. I would say two out of five comics a week were about him eating something at night while his wife's asleep, and it was a, a giant sandwich. <laughs> it was a big sandwich. Yeah, thing, right? so it was like balancing a, a Dagwood. They I know. I Dagwood. love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> today, if it were today, he would. I mean, your like sort of comedy identity would basically be <laughs> Dagwood. Dagwood yeah. If Dagwood started today, he would like smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> right. Blondie would be like Dagwood. <laughs> I do have a blonde wife who's like, stop eating in yeah. the middle of the night, please. Yeah, that was my backpack. Oh, that's fine. People were very flooded. concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I just pass out in the middle of the pocket. You just keep going. I'll fill it. I had Brandon Wardell on here. He's like, I have to go to the bathroom, and I just let him go, and I talk for like two minutes. I'm like, there's got to be. I could probably hit stop and then start again. But then what if it never goes back on? It's too dangerous. I'm too bad. Well, my main thing was like, oh, I always want to do a podcast that's unedited, you know? And like, yeah. And that's like not the appeal of podcasts. No. As a listener, no. No, No, they edited it to make it sound better for (laughs) the people listening. But I'm like, so no it's, one's listening. It's like, I wish this were. I wish this was more raw and, so uh, well. and worse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wish this was harder to listen to. <laughs> uh, are we missing any? I feel like. Yeah, I mean, hundreds, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the big ones that people love now that I. that weren't in the Globe, so I never got into them, were like Pearls Before Swine is one that people are really obsessed with. And I Bill know. Watterson from Calvin and Hobbes actually just came back recently. 
did uh, like a week of pearls before swine, and only at the end of it was he like that was Bill Watterson. Uh, he just contacted me and oh, said he would so do a few fun. strips. I yeah, gotta look was, that up. Yeah, I don't know anything about cool. pearls before because I like I got out of. Uh, yeah, I got into real comic books for a long period of time, so like sure. I got into like X Men and stuff, and I think that sort of replaced. Even though I still loved comedy stuff, yeah, but I was like, I would get my comedy from movies and yeah. uh, and the TGIF lineup, and then uh, uh, my comics. I would get my X Men and my. Avengers it's weird to think stuff. of somebody going from the Amazing Spider Man newspaper strip. And then, like, knowing there's, like, a whole comic book of it. And then how do you how ever do, go back to the comic strip? Like, this big black and white versus, yeah, like, being like, oh, I'd rather not wait till tomorrow <laughs> to see <laughs> another panel of this. What an insane way to put out it. And that was the other thing, too, that was really fun is that, like, Sunday was in color. Yeah, And yeah, the week yeah. was during bla- is in black and white. Yeah. So it was, like, Sunday was this a lot. And they would always do, like, Garfield would have, like, magenta background of it, you know? Because yes. like, I think Garfield was the... It was like Doonesbury and Gar- uh, Garfield and Mallard Fillmore were like the top three. And okay. they would always be like, at least in the news day, they were above the That was the for fold. the Globe, too. Uh, yes, uh, definitely. Garfield was above the fold and I think the top of Doonesbury. Yeah. For sure. And I would be like, it would always be so bright and be like so exciting. And then you'd like go right yeah. to the far side and be like, what's this insane drawing going to yeah. look like? Because uh, far side works in black and white rather well, too, because it's like just so heady. But yeah. you would love like it like... I don't remember seeing color, like Farsides in color. Like in the compilations, I don't think they had them in color most of the time. Uh, uh, yeah, they? no, they didn't. But if they, I think if it was a weekend, yeah. if it came out on a Sunday, like it, I remember, I think I remember in Crash Test, uh, in Revenge of the Crash Test Dummies, it's like pages of pages, and every once in a while there'd be like a big color oh, page, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going back uh, 20 years. <laughs> And shooting from the hip about what I remember from one day a week of reading comics. <laughs> yeah. Please don't hold us accountable for any of these uh, details we get wrong here. And I remember a lot of jokes about um, when they would talk about uh, like being a cartoonist. A lot of them would. Like Farside did a lot of cartoonist right, yeah. jokes. Fox like, dropped like, a ton of them. Yeah. The dude uh, bent over the table. It's like yes, yeah, that working. guy is always a character in the thing. Yeah. And like uh, it's um, like someone's going to career day, being like, uh, like a kid's like, I want to be a cartoonist. And the teacher's like, never say that again. Right. Promise me you'll <laughs> never say that again. Yeah, there was an element of like you could just imagine them going like, oh fuck, yeah. I need 40 for April yeah. and May. Like, I yeah. Need, like, <laughs> and just being like, when is this one going to run? It's it's, it's going to be like, like it's February now. Yeah. I guess this one is good. Like, it's kind of like end of school time. And so. like meta stuff wasn't like as prevalent back then. So no. it was like, uh, it, it felt like a more intelligence than hack yeah. when that happened back then. I remember reading about Scott Adams uh, feeling like he cracked the system because Dilbert is so fucking easy to draw. It's right. just like such a joke. And he doesn't even draw it anymore. <laughs> he just has like Dilbert templates where he'll like click a button that says Dilbert and Dilbert will appear and you know, he, like, in the he's panel. Like, he's like, Dilbert here's Dilbert. Profile? Here's Dilbert. Alice. Yes, Alice talking. Yeah. Uh, pointing her boss mad. And it was like, so smart. And it'll, yeah, it'll just show up. That dude can learn anything, man, in he, a couple just, of hours. Yeah, he's That's he, such he, a he bold statement. It. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then some guy, this like this uh, conservative pundit who's like a total dick named this guy, Bill Crystal, responded to Scott Adams about when he was like, name one thing that I can't master in an hour. And he wrote tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking cool. Like that was the one time I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, this, That's this awesome. guy's all right. That's awesome. Uh, and Scott Adams also had a th- he had this um, condition called um, spasmodic dysphonia. 
which like it fucked up his voice like his vocal cords would get like really warbly there's this npr woman named diane ream who also has it and she like she still does a show but she like kind of sounds like this oh weird um and so scott adams had that but he decided he was going to beat spasmodic dysphonia with his mind and not only was he going to get his voice back he was going to make it better than it ever was before he was gonna have the perfect voice through hypnotizing himself yeah i guess hypnotized, so mind over matter shit. And i wonder if i mean i think he lives alone so i think it's possible that he just never spoke again it's <laughs> <laughs> just easier not to talk yeah but like he, you know that he just like is like no i did it i, I mastered it and now my voice is perfect <laughs> oh, but he, you, he has no reason to just like ever say anything to anyone what a dick yeah uh do you still read any cartoons now it sounds like you sell go to the dilbert website every day yeah I t- <laughs> there was a time when i would that would be like in my regular rotation of sites because every day would be something so fucked up this like life philosophy that i just could not get a handle on and i just sort of <laughs> wanted to learn more about so it would be like you know check like uh like a fantasy football blog go to <laughs> go to dilbert.com <laughs> Uh, but no, like, you know, I, I I read the L.A. Times and that comic section is pretty bad. Is it? Um, it's a lot of the old stuff. Uh, oh, the other ones I remember hating were like um, Mary Worth, Nina Starr and Apartment 3G or yes, something like, like that. Mark Trail and stuff like that. The yeah, they're ones still that were drama those. strips, I didn't give a fuck about. Yes. Yeah. But I think they can't get rid of those because they'll be hit with like an onslaught of letters being like the only people still getting news i'm unsubscribing (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly they i think they are playing to their audience who are like what's gonna happen um i remember yeah mary worth's thing was that she just like meddled in other people's business i remember her hair was like very shinily drawn and i like yeah it was like they drew like the the Bob's big boy eye, like that gleam, that little thing that like, yes. when you draw like the cartoon that's like yeah, sort of like, like a bling. rhombus. Yeah. And yes. it's like in your hair to show that my black hair is so shiny. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she was old. Like she was like drawn old even in like the nineties. So I feel like now if, if she is aging, she must be like 110 <laughs> years old yeah, or something. <laughs> my memory just, of her is that she was like an actual old woman. It was like, it's just always over her, uh, tombstone every <laughs> all the current uh, sometimes people like walk in and yeah. out often there's no like, one talking it's just oh shit that's an intense three yeah. panel comic it's just the tombstone with nothing and they, yeah and they do the previously on and it's the tombstone and then it's just the tombstone in the middle panel and, and then coming next up. week yeah. is another tombstone just saying rhombus reminded me um in interest of the adhd of this podcast me and two of my buddies in college Tried to start the Marist uh, newspaper was called the Circle or the oh, Square. Wow! And we tried to make like an underground zine, like called Dude. called the the Rhombus. Dude, Me and these two guys were sort up. of like. Uh, <laughs> We were sort of like garnered ourselves as intellectuals. Like we, so my freshman year, I lived on the ba- uh They put all these jocks on the basement floor because yeah. you can walk, like you could walk up and get into someone's apartment. Yeah. So they didn't let women live on the basement floor. So it was uh-huh. all dudes, and then it just happened to be the dudes were like five football players, like three baseball players, lacrosse players, a couple of rugby guys, and then a couple of nerds. And yeah. uh, and uh, I became friends with the nerds. One of them is still a good friend of mine. We we lived together for the next three years. But two of the guys, we thought we garnered. We were like, yeah, we're fucking these guys. We think outside the box. We we were finding ourselves. It was freshman year of college. We found other people who knew about 
who had interesting takes on life. And we were just like, we need a cartoon. We like, I just remember oh, all the shit no. where like, and my friend Eric was like, we got to do an expose on like teacher cafeteria you know, like, yeah, food. Like, it, was like, it was like, and in hindsight, <laughs> you're just like, this is happening in every dorm room across. Oh, yeah. yeah, and at the and time, you did do it. I don't. I'm trying to remember. I think we never did it because that would be pretty on game for me. Is like huge ideas this never following through. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been like on printer paper, right. just stapled together. Right, it would have been like one, and we would have like copied it a oh. bunch in the student activities. And you lodge. do that thing, yeah, where you just like sneak in the middle of the night, and you just like drop it off, and yeah, then you're we're like, like, now it's out there, now, now it's out in the world. Who yeah. wrote it? It just, it just says like, the triad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're coming up with your backstories, be like, no, I think it's like interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah like, you're you're like overselling yeah. it. Yeah. Anyone seen this rhombus? <laughs> But like Reddit, you like you have plausible deniability if like the D never comes to you. Yeah. Like you've deleted all the files from your yeah. computer. Itself. I don't even have that font on my yeah. Microsoft Word. Trust me. And then it's <laughs> like <laughs> and then it's just thrown in the garbage by a, yeah. like a the janitor. Dean's like, that's fine. Freedom yeah. of speech. <laughs> like takes a sheaf of like a hundred pages, just toss it all. <laughs> no one's taking them. So. Ah. <laughs> uh. We've got to do we something were, about uh, the rom. We've got to shut down the rhombus. Hard hitting. That was uh, that was us. I would love whenever I got political in college. We like, yeah. There was like a uh, animal rights group called Marn Marist Animal Rights Ninjas. That oh, was like wow. a bunch of like soup Ninjas. uber hipsters, yeah. and they were like, we did a comedy sketch about them in our big show where it was like people threw meat at them and they melted like, and it was like it, wow. it had no take it had no take other than that these people are assholes yeah. and someone's <laughs> someone's doing a very specific impression of the one lesbian with like a tongue ring that's in martin like one of our actors was doing that's that. great and then we had like a meeting and if with, you know her it's yeah, like, like really and, funny so there's no take on them the take is this woman is annoying and yeah. if you let's throw meat at vegans and then we had to have a meeting with like the dean and the animal rights wow. people we had like a uh, like a sit down in a big conversation conference room and we had to apologize and we're like i feel like the line we crossed was impersonating you in an unfair light like i i came in with that and i said but i'm not gonna take back commenting on things that happen at the school like i like i came in with you like kept your integrity <laughs> yeah, was, imagine if you'd sold out your yeah, value of my short form and sketch yeah. improv troupe we gotta keep our yeah. integrity so like, i'm sorry you got so pissed off about yeah. my impression yeah i'm sorry you hated the sketch about the serial rapist when the guy fucked a box of honey nut cheerios <laughs> And were you like? Was your thing at the time that like the circle was like a voice of the like the administration? Or it wasn't like, even that. It was more just like the, we didn't even try to write for the circle. You know okay. what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm sure if we pitched even the articles we wanted to do, the circle would be like, yeah, fine, go ahead. But like we were like, they're not. They're working. Like we were like, none of us were even like, <laughs> yeah. We were like, dude, we can't. We got to do something against this. It's like, wait, why? We don't even know what this. We didn't even read the newspaper. Like, <laughs> it was like we just chose. Like it was. We were just being cliches that we didn't know we were being. We were like, until like now or until sophomore year. (laughs) Yeah. But I always wanted to do like. weed, probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy how the servers allow us to share pornography at such a high bit rate. (laughs) Like, it would have been all about T3 internet. (laughs) Was that in like the file sharing day like yeah. you were in college like right before i was uh, yeah uh, i was in college for uh like napster and limewire were huge but also yeah. uh lo- the the network that we didn't understand but some of the older kids a couple of my buddies freshman year were computer guys like computer majors yeah and they met some 
older computer majors that were like in the same fraternities or whatever, and they met these. And he's like, this one guy Sharp. I won't say his first name because maybe he's gone on to do other things. Yeah. But this dude Sharp who went to our college had like. The first dude you knew who had an external hard drive. And yeah. this was like 2000. He had an external hard drive. Wow. Chock full of pornography. And it was like saved in categories and stuff. And he would, oh be, my he God. would give you the password. Like he gave us the password of the house. And we would all have access to like gigs, like terabytes. And it was porn. on the school server. He was on the school server, but locked behind his like. His you can, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand oh, it at all. That's it was, amazing. It was the fucking best. I wasn't sophisticated enough to do that. And I got called in to like the computer police one day <laughs> on campus because i had downloaded something i was really embarrassed by it was like a lit song or something <laughs> it wasn't it wouldn't have been that but like something that just like sucked counting crows or whatever um and they were like we saw that you downloaded this uh you you know that's illegal it's a federal crime and all oh. this shit don't do that again and that I don't think I like looked at porn the rest of the time that I was in college because it was like whatever I could see on my computer, I knew that, that they... someone is can, someone could watch it somewhere. Yeah. So oh. then someone's there looking at this guy's checking Dilbert.com every day. Wait, it's we might as well. Much, we should probably still have a talk with him about scarier. this. <laughs> yeah. it would, sir, if you'd like to watch some pornography, we'd, <laughs> we'd prefer that. Please go back to watching porno. <laughs> uh, yeah. That just made me think of. I, we printed up $10 bills, my friend. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll say no more um, on mic about it, but we were like, can we even use these? This is, And then we were like, "Let's." this is so dangerous. Like, Then someone got caught selling ideas. On like linen paper? On like, uh, like a special kind of uh, printer paper. It wasn't exactly as close to dollars. But just enough. Wait, were they they're $10 bills? Yeah. Okay. Pr- so it's not something they're going to hold up to the light at like the fucking pizza joint right, or whatever. Exactly. And we, we were just like, someone got busted for IDs and we were like, we should never have, like, we were just fucking around with it. Yeah. And then it was like, this is so stupid. Let's get out of here. You never tried one. Uh, yeah, ne- you did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say uh, <laughs> I drank for pretty cheap for a <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of those scary things where I can see why you'd be concerned that like doing something with money is like an odd, like a minimum of a a 40 year yeah, sentence right. at a federal prison or <laughs> right. something like that <laughs> like we were just idiot 18 year olds who's like i have a really good printer yeah. <laughs> wow. um it was yeah it was uh fucking insanity uh so now I've admitted to like five <laughs> crimes on like hate speech. I mean, go back, track so me like, down, and arrest me. No one me. was asking for it. Like I never tried to dig it out of <laughs> no. you. You just that, this is this is classic Gabriel. Pulled it out. Um, Hayes, I've had you in here for. Thank you so much for coming by. But let's uh, let's let's wrap the any yeah. any comics we would recommend. <laughs> recommend. Yeah, read Farside. Read oh Curtis. Oh my god! <laughs> can you even do? I mean, I guess you can probably go like, read the Dilbert comments. I feel like that's what I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go look for <sighs> Dilbert. I, I almost feel like he's gotten too big now. I mean, I was like kind of mad that like now everyone is into what a fucking weirdo Scott Adams is. Because right, like, yeah. well, I've been on this for like eight years, <laughs> but it's not something you really want. I've been hate reading this be, comic yeah, for a decade. Be vocal about. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I no. don't think anyone should read the funnies now. There's like nothing you'd like get out of it except like nostalgia. There's right. like definitely not anything good happening over there that you can't get a better version of. Right, you, that you can't just watch Adult else. Swim or watch uh, yeah. Rick and Morty. Right? Yeah. Oh, I'll bet Boondocks. If he's still doing it every day, I'll bet that one is still good. I'm sure that's still good. Um, yeah. But that, even that, that's been like 
12 years. I mean, his are always about current events, so the well is never really dry. Right, right. It's and like I, how he comments on shit. I wonder if there's anything currently that uh, he could be writing about in uh, African-American struggles. <laughs> you know what? It's probably great right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't Another know why I ever it. put it down. I will take. A, I will be taking But you know what? He is probably looking at Ta-Nehisi Coates, too, and being like, <laughs> should I maybe just be writing <laughs> not a newspaper comic to like, <laughs> yeah. get my ideas out there? I mean, he has a show and stuff. I'm but. sure he's going to be wrote Red Tails. Did you ever see Red Tails? I did the uh, George Lucas movie. Did he direct that? Did George Lucas direct Red Tails? It, that's the Tuskegee. Red Tails about the, is about the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes, yeah. I believe George Lucas directed Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Or it's like the EP on it. Okay, that's probably like what that. it was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Aaron Magruder wrote that. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I yeah, like that cool. movie. I yeah, like, it was good. I, I, uh, I thought it was weird that I felt like maybe now I'm just being racist, but I felt like some of the guys talked a little modern. They were like, oh, damn. That's <laughs> I was like, that feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like m- more modern African-American slang. Than yeah. Like that. But maybe that was intentional. I don't know. Um, let me get out of this. <laughs> Speaking of red tails, I'm in an absolute spin out. <laughs> Be cranking on the yoke. <laughs> Um, Hayes, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Are, are you on, you're on Twitter? Yeah, but I don't really use it. Oh, but, okay. Because uh, people will want to tweet at us comics that we've forgotten, how stupid we were, and how low the volume was. People will want to make sure we know all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to read those and not respond to them. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be great. Eight, at Hayes Davenport? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's really nice to just not have the pressure to, because you're like, I never use it or respond to anything. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know. To, I will not respond, but I will give you a like and not read it. Uh. Yeah, you're very good about that because I always get in my, in, like, after you you're on our podcast or whatever. Yeah, like John Gabers um, liked seven liked tweets. Liked the that you were mentioning. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like the tweets that you were mentioning. And you're just like, I can see you plowing through. Yeah, I go through mentions. I'm like, oh, like, like, and then I'm like, if it's something that I truly, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting fact. That's yeah. an interesting fact. This is nonplus. I don't need a tag to my own joke, you know, like that. Like, do you ever accidentally like something by a total like weirdo that like as you're just like going too fast through it and then you have to go back and, and unlike it? it? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> or you're like, this seems rather intense. And then like you look at what else the guys are like, the last seven ats. Yeah. Like, look at what you endorse. Eight different <laughs> earwolf people just being like, this is what you need to have done. You know, like, <laughs> can you please talk about anime on this? Can you please talk about anime on this? Can you? And I'm like, all right, yeah. pull, give me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And. If you're not familiar, listen to Hayes' uh, wonderful Earwolf podcast, Hollywood, Hollywood Handbook, Handbook, with yeah. former guest Sean Clements. When uh, is this coming out? I don't know if we'll still be doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> this comes out on, uh, I don't know, that's a good question, in the next week or two. You Do might... you go like way ahead? Do you like bank them way in advance? I'm, I'm, pretty, bank, I'm pretty banked up right now. You're and good. if I jam in a Summer Olympics one, uh, this will get pushed another oh, week, too. We're yeah. barely, we, we release on Tuesday, and it's always like on Friday, and we record on Saturday. Right. Well, you guys have jobs. That's the thing that that gets in your way. Yeah, right? that is. <laughs> For me, I'm 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 free because I go, "Oh, I want to have Hayes on the podcast." And I email That's you and you're right. like, "I'm free this week." And then I go, "Oh, Pat Walsh should be on too." And then I email him, he's like, "I'm free this week." And I'm like, "Doing two in one day." <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, "Might as well get it now rather than be like, yeah. "Oh, cool. Let me remember to email you again and set this up." That's right. Yeah, yeah podcasting not, isn't good for I'm not organized. The, the 5-day yeah. work week. <laughs> yeah, no. It's great that this is a Monday afternoon that we're yeah. recording on. <laughs> It's nice. Um, Hayes, thank you so much for coming on, man. This thank is so you, fun. buddy. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a follow-up and talk about being in super long-term relationships. That could be we could, sad. Pa- uh, but Pally, Adam Pally, former Same guest, thing. he's been with his wife since high school. There's a lot there. High school. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a rich 
area for sure. I would love to talk about that. And but coincidentally, doesn't your wife also work in uh, TV and movies? Right? Yeah, she yeah. yeah she does. And we did meet uh, on the Lampoon, but she was like an artist there. Oh, but so. she's like a screenwriter. She's working on like the Tomb Raider movie and um, oh, awesome and Dungeons and Dragons. She just I don't know if this is a secret, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> she just kind of did a pass on a Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I know that uh, that script is. I know that that's being developed. It's going around. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. I'm going to ruin uh, the next it. interaction. Someone who's like, <laughs> who loves the game, yeah. you will hate it. Well, I'm going to ruin my next interaction with your girlfriend as I <laughs> pick her brain. Okay, <laughs> we're all adults here. Yeah, it's just immediately uh, like... Tell me there's a vorpal sword. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you use the vorpal sword. Yeah. Is it Forgotten Realms? Is it Dragonlance? Where in the yeah. world does it take... <laughs> and then she goes back and puts that in, but uses it in the wrong way. Right, and then the I movie. realize... Like, no! Yeah, I'm the guy like Soylent Green is people like no <laughs> yes. like, fuck I'm like just outside my house on my knees in the rain like Shawshank yeah. I blew it <laughs> she added elements to the sage but not in the way I wanted him to be there <laughs> um, thanks Hayes yeah. bye shitheads that was a headgum podcast <laughs>